Welcome to Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart. Thank you all so much for joining us again today. Stay tuned. We have another amazing episode in store for you. Once again, thank you for joining us here and checking in. I'm Oren Stewart, your studio host, and now let's introduce our host of the show, Dr. Miranda Kitterlin Lynch and Mr. Leon Thomas. Hi. How are you, Miranda? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Leon, how are you? Hey, Oren, all is good. I hope you are too. I'm doing well. You both have an amazing show today. Thank right you on. so much. Thank you. So Miranda, here we are. Is this this the last one before the new year, right? It is. I think it is our last show of the year. Yeah. So happy holidays to you. To you as well. And Thank to all you. of our listeners. Yes, absolutely. Now tell me, we're on episode number... Pretty sure it's 14. Pretty sure it's 14. Episode 14. Wow. Who the funk? I know, I know. We're just rolling. Yeah. And our list is still growing of people who want to come on the show and, and have these conversations. Yes, I, I love it. The list is growing. I got a call from someone yesterday who said, uh, we, I, I'd really like to be on your show. And, you know, we do have another episode this year. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's right. We, I forgot because I'm just so thinking about the calendar. One more. <laughs> it will be. There will be one more. That's right. Don't panic. We're not leaving you yet. Not yet. But this person calls, right? Former colleague. Uh, who's doing some really good things in, in hospitality management, they call and say, I want to be on your show. What do I have to do? I'm like, you just did it. You called. <laughs> you called, right? And he says, that's it? I'm like, yeah, that's it. I go, how about mid-January? He goes, well, I can't. Like, Why not? He goes, I got vacation mid-January. How about February? So we're booking in the February now. Yes, Leon, can uh -huh. I tell you, this week alone, I've had five different people reach out. Wow. This week alone. So I love it. Love it. So, folks, I'm, I'm, we're glad you're watching the show. We're glad you want to be guests on our show on Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. If you don't already have direct access to me or Miranda, you can contact me. You can call me. I'll even I'll throw my phone number out there today. <laughs> Go ahead. Here it is. It's 443 Seven five six five seven hundred. Our producers are talking to me, going, "No, don't do that! No, no, no!" It's four four three seven five six five seven hundred, or you can send me an email. The email address is Leon the Trainer at gmail .com. And Miranda, how's everyone get in touch with you? You can certainly email me, M-K-I-T-T-E-R-L at F-I-U dot E-D-U. You can Google Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. I promise you that's probably the easiest way. <laughs> because. Because I'm the, only, the only, one. only one. Yes, yes. <laughs> but so looking forward to today's show with our guest, David President. Let's bring David on and let's get this groovy conversation started with him. Hey, David, how you doing? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? Everything great. is great. Good, good to have you with us. Look at you looking all sharp. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, you know, the power of a suit is a real thing. So 
I try to live it every day. <laughs> I hear you wrote the book about it. So I did. I did. Thank you. Yes. Excited to talk about that as well. Awesome. Yeah. So Leon, you think that my catch line is, is cute and fun, but his is even better. When we asked him, how do you pronounce your last name? David, what did you tell us? I said, president, just like the president. <laughs> Minus the job. <laughs> yes, I love it. So if you could tell our listeners, just tell us who you are and what you do. Absolutely. My name is David President. Uh, I work in the hospitality industry. And for the past 17, going on 18 years, uh, I've dedicated my life to uh, taking care of others. Um, I'm currently a regional director of sales and marketing for one of the best hospitality company management uh, companies in the world, Remington Hospitality. And I sit here in the D.C. area where I assist and support uh, a few of our hotels. Awesome. Congratulations on both your recent promotion and it looks like you recently received an award on behalf yes. of the property. Thank you. Yes. Uh, shout out to SGMP NatCap. Uh, we were uh, honored to be one of their suppliers of the year. So that was really, really a neat surprise. <laughs> That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thanks. In 17 years of hotel sales, I bet you have lots of stories for us. <laughs> we can sit there for hours going over some of the stories that I have. <laughs> yes, but, uh, you know, it's never a dull day. And that's one of the things that I really, really love about this industry. Fantastic. David, take us through your your hotel career. I mean, don't don't stop at every job. And I did this, I did this and did this. But right. take us through your career from when you started and what what brought you to to the hospitality business and kind of highlight some of the some of the moves and some of the positions you you've had i think it would be valuable for those that are interested in in a career in hospitality to kind of hear your career path absolutely i'll be glad to you know i started in hospitality uh, on a whim i had graduated high school and it was the summer before going to college and i needed a job <laughs> so i started working in banquet setup um at a historic uh, hotel in Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm from. And uh, I was going to go to college for psychology. Don't ask me why. It sounded good at the time. Had no idea what I was going to do with that degree. But after working in the hotel that summer, I really, really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hustle and bustle. I enjoyed meeting new people every single day, uh, making a difference uh, for people's weddings and events and putting smiles on people's faces. Uh, so I immediately fell in love with it. And when I went to school later that year, I changed my uh, major to hospitality and tourism management. And uh, throughout school, I continued to work full time at the hotel. Um, and one day I decided to apply for a front desk job. I said, well, you know what, let's give this this a try. If I'm good in banquets, uh, probably can do well at the front desk also. And the GM saw my resume and he saw that I had uh, all of this uh, banquet experience. And he said, I have a sales coordinator job available. I think you would be a great fit. And it was for a select service property. So at that property, sales coordinator, you book it, you cook it, you set it up, you tear it down, you do everything. Um, so it was really, really a, a, a great opportunity for me to uh, get my foot in the door uh, into hospitality sales. Um, so I took that job and uh, a couple years later, I was promoted to a catering sales manager. And let me tell you, that was fun. Um, if you have ever detailed a wedding, um, 
<laughs> you really learn a lot about uh, the ins and outs of the brides and their mothers and everybody else involved with detailing a wedding. Not my best time, but I definitely learned a lot. Sure, uh, sure. Shortly after that, I got into the group sales side of the industry. Uh, relocated to Florida, where um, I started my group sales career and um, basically took off from there. I just kept climbing the ladder, uh, was promoted to assistant director of sales um, and then director of sales, area director and now regional director of sales. Um, this uh, this industry has afforded me the opportunity to move around. Um, I've lived in several different states and cities all because of work. So I've been able to not only grow professionally, but also personally um, by taking different uh, opportunities in different areas. And um, that led me here today where I'm at now in the DC market um, and in my current role as regional director of sales. Now, before I turn it over to Miranda. I got to make a comment. You you mentioned that the details of a wedding, right? You talked about that. You know everything about the about the bride and her mom and all that stuff, right? You you said yes. that. All right, I got to tell you my horror story, which is one of the reasons I probably only had one job in sales, right? <laughs> so, I was working the front desk one Saturday and a bride and her mom came in and they said we'd like to take a look at some rooms. I'm like, "Oh, sure, I'll give you the tour." And I said, how many people are coming to your wedding? They said, uh, 200, between 200 and 225. And I meant to say it like in my head, but I let it out. I said, you don't know that many people. I mean, people come to your wedding. No. And oh, it was on. It was on. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Very it, sensitive it, topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was on. And so I, I said to myself, I, mm -mm, I'm not I, I'm definitely not the wedding sales guy. That's for Me sure. You both. So. Me. <laughs> oh, man. <I> was... <laughs> That's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> so I have to know, tell me about this book. Tell me about this book about the importance of wearing a suit. Absolutely. Well, the power of a suit for me, it started as a young man. Um, you know, my grandfather was uh, one of the most dapper gentlemen that I've known in my life. And uh, my grandparents raised me. So I was able to um, apply some of what he taught me to my own life in the professional world. Um, I decided to write this book because I felt that there was a big need uh, for um, help in terms of professional attire. I felt that young men uh, my age and younger and women too could benefit from hearing some of the stories of how um, I was able to successfully uh, break into doors because of my appearance, how, uh, you know, the first impression, the first thing people notice about you is the way you look. Before you even open your mouth, the first thing that they notice is what they see. Um, so you can also make a first impression uh, by showing up uh, suited and booted, as we call it. Um, so this book was really passionate. And um, I decided to share some personal stories about how it has not only helped me in my career, but it's also influenced people around me to step their game up. Um, ultimately, I would say that the power of a suit, it's a real thing. And not only is it real, but uh, there are studies behind it. Um, Harvard, Union, uh, Harvard University 
did a study that says that uh, people who wear suits are uh, far more likely to outperform their peers. And so when I was writing this book, I did a lot of research on how dressing uh, the way you want to be addressed. Um, and I just put all that information and all that love into the book to hopefully empower somebody coming up behind you. That's fantastic. I can't wait to pick up a copy and and look over it. And I agree with you. Um, whenever I walk into a classroom, if I don't have my suit jacket on, I feel like I'm not supposed to be there. So I absolutely subscribe to what you're saying. Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and the book <laughs> is available on Amazon, so it's not easy to find. <laughs> it's not hard to find. Not hard to find. Yes, awesome. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, so can you tell me just a little piece of one of those stories? Like what, like, What's one defining moment where it kind of clicked for you that, yeah, this is what's going to make me powerful and and bring me places? Well, I talked about uh, applying for that front desk job when I went on that interview. Um, prior to that, uh, my grandfather, and I talk about this in, in the book, so it's not a surprise. He took me Don't to give Goodwill. us the full book. <laughs> no, I, I, I want just a little excerpt. Um, so he took me to Goodwill and we bought one of my first suits. And he said, you're going on this interview. I know it's just a front desk job, but you have to show up appropriately. So I showed up to the job interview in the suit and the general manager at the time, he was walking by me in the hallway. I was waiting on the, the human resource director to come and get me. And he stopped and he said, hey, you're dressed sharp. I like that. And he said, what are you here for? And I said, I'm here to interview for the front desk job. And he said, do you have your resume on you? And I said, yeah. And he took me into his office and, and told me about the sales coordinator job and interviewed me for that job. Um, just bypassed the human resource lady that I was there to interview with. Um, but it was his first impression of me. He saw me and the first thing that he noticed was the way I looked, the way I, I presented, the way I presented myself. And to him, uh, that was enough to say, hey, let me stop and say something to this guy. So that's just one little story about how uh, dressing uh, can empower you, but it also encourages people around you to notice that, hmm, this guy might be up to something. So that's a short story, short excerpt from the book. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, nice. Folks, you're watching Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm Leon Thomas here with our co-host, Miranda Kitterland Lynch. Our guest today is David President, Regional Director of Sales with Remington Hotel Group. Is that hotel management? What is the official name Remington there? Remington Hotel Management or Remington Hospitality Management. All right. That's that's where he works. He's the yes. regional director <laughs> in the Mid-Atlantic area. David, thanks for thanks for being with us on the show. Now, throughout your your career, I mean, let, let's face it, there there aren't many blacks that that are in management in hotels although they say the number is in improving tell us about your your career path who were your mentors who were those that that helped you along the way and second part of that tell us about any any black professionals in the industry that that helped you along absolutely i mean i've had i've been blessed to have a lot of people that took the time to pour in, into me one way or another. But I'm also the guy to knock on your door and say, hey, can, can I help you with something? Do you need help with this report? Can I learn this? Can I assist mm -hmm. with it? So I was also able to put myself in front of people as well. Um, 
but a number of different people helped me along the way. I could drop a few names here. You know, Michael Capolis, he gave me my first job um, in the sales world. Um, I had great mentors uh, that I still work with now, like Sean Anderson with Remington Hotels. Uh, Jeffrey O was also implemented in, in, in what I'm doing here with Remington. Um, some of the black professionals that I've had the opportunity to work with, Liz Wagner, she was a SVP for Pyramid Hotel Group. Um, and I worked with Pyramid with her and Jason Reader for a while. And they both took the time to really groom me and cultivate me. And they sent me around to different hotel brands brands so that I can learn the different brands just to be uh, a, a better force for the organization. Um, and uh, I, I can go on and on. I just remember people throughout my career who really felt that they saw the potential in me and would take time to help me understand different reports and processes and better ways of selling, um, better ways of handling objectives, um, and just being a, a better salesperson all around. Um, so I would say to anybody who's stuck in their career or or looking for a mentor that person might be right outside your office door sometimes you just have to knock on that door and say hey how can i help or hey i'm struggling in this area is there any tips that you can give me one thing that i notice is people like to help um but sometimes they you just have to ask and uh, and, and i have a big mouth i'm from the south so i'm never afraid to uh, <laughs> to raise my hand and ask the question where are you Thank from you. originally Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, I'm Louisiana, so also from ah, South. <laughs> yes. You're in good company. Yes, indeed. Um, so I wanted to ask you, uh, we heard from Kelly, one of our um, team members, that you are a designer as well? Yes, I am. A uh, designer slash tailor um, is something that I'm really passionate about. I can uh take anything apart put it back together i make my own patterns i can sew from scratch um i have my uh a company on the side of outside of hospitality it's called the traveling tailor and i make suits and jackets and shirts for professionals and 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 anyone who needs it uh but yes i am a tailor as well <laughs> that's amazing and i must compliment you i looked on your linkedin and all of your suits are incredible how many of those did you make oh uh, all of them i only wear my own brand this one. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Leon, I see your face. <laughs> all right. All right. We're going to talk after the show. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Um, and before we move away from the DEI conversation that you were just sharing with us about your career path, there's one question that um, I like to ask people. How many Black GMs have you had in your career? I can count them on one hand. Um, I've most recently, I would say probably about three. Three? Okay. Mm -hmm. Leon, do you want to share your number? And one yeah. of them was a female. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. David, mine is zero. Wow. I'm the, I'm the first black general manager I knew was me. Wow. Yeah, I didn't have any any other reference points. I remember going to my first hotel conference. It was a, a Hilton conference in uh i think it was vegas right and i'm walking around and i'm i'm looking because i mean it's a hotel business right i always know black people work in hotels i'm like oh yeah but at that level there's definitely right. a gap yeah um i do think that there has been a lot of focus on that in the past few years um you know linkedin has definitely been a huge 
uh, advocate or unknowingly a big voice for diversity and inclusion um, because it puts it right in front of your face. When people are looking to work for a company, the first place they go is LinkedIn. You mm -hmm. type in the company you want to work for and you can look at their leadership. You can look at the people at the hotel that you're looking at. And um, quite frankly, it's shocking sometimes uh, because you don't see a lot of color um, in certain positions. Um, so I got to give a shout out to LinkedIn for that because I think that narrative is now changing. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do see more colleagues, uh, more African-American colleagues, more black, more Latino colleagues. I see a lot more women um, that are uh, able to jump into the leadership roles um, and that are doing extremely well. Mm -hmm. And um, so I do see a shift happening, but Leon, I totally agree with, with you. Um, it's been a long time coming. It yeah. really has, and and there's definitely been a gap um, in a lot of those roles. Right, right, yeah. Leon, absolutely. what is it that you say when you look at a picture of a company and you don't see any people of color? What is it that you say? Like, were all the black people off that day? Yeah, were the black people <laughs> off that day? You know, I, I posted, I post, I've posted several pictures like that, where companies are are you know saying we we just had our Christmas party, our holiday party. Our, our company cookout, our summer gathering and all. And I see a picture of all these white people, yeah. right? And I go, hmm, were all the black people off? Where and sometimes folks <laughs> respond to that, right? Yeah. But listen, there's one company that I'm, I'm, I'm kind of beaten up through private messaging, right? Um, they're in sales. Let's put it that way. They're a sales company and that, that's all I'll say. But they posted a picture of their talking about how much they love each other and how they get along and all of this stuff. And I don't see any black people. I don't see anyone that it would appear to be Latina. I'm looking. So I contact the owner of the company and said, I can help you with minority recruiting. recruiting. Yes. Nice. And wow. it was, oh, we'll let you know when we need help. Oh, you need help now. <laughs> you you need help. Now. Yeah, there's opportunity. <laughs> Well, you that's know, one I, reason, Leon, why I really enjoy working for for Remington Hospitality. Um, you know, this is a company that that I personally have seen diversity across the platform, and I think because of our new CEO Sloan Dean, who's a voice for it, he lives it, he preaches it, and you know, a lot of my colleagues are young black GMs, young black directors of sales. Um, they just started this awesome Rim Thrive program where you're able to get into the program to escalate to the next level with mentorship and coaching and counseling. Um, I think a lot of companies could learn a lot um, from watching what Remington is doing right now. And I know we have a big LinkedIn presence as well. But aside from all the cameras and aside from all the posts and everything else, when you look at the what's going on at the property levels in the undertone of the conversations that we're having. Um, I'm really excited to represent this company and I'm really excited about my growth and the growth that I see coming up for other people of color. And, um, and for me, I feel like that's so important when you see it to be able to speak about it as well, because the narrative right now everywhere is that, you know, most companies are lacking in this area and it's 100 percent true. But there is a handful of companies that are trying to do it right and are trying to really make a difference in that area. Um, and but I still think we have a long way to go as a society. We have a long way to go, but I guess you have to take a step to walk a mile. And uh, and that's where some of these companies are. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's really, really great to hear because I think uh, sometimes we get a little frustrated when we hear so many companies saying that they value diversity, equity, and inclusion, yet we don't really see any action. So that's refreshing to hear that Remington is actually doing the things, right? Yes. Awesome. Leon, I know you want to ask about the crab cakes. <laughs> okay. All right. Since, 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 since I brought, since you brought it up and you knew it was going to come anyway, right? You, you know, David, even if we go like over the, the 30 minutes that we have set for the show, we always talk about crab cake, even if we go over time. I'm biased. Okay. So now we can, let's do now, it. All right. Now, all right. <laughs> Let me ask you where when you say you're biased. What do you mean? You're not telling me a South Carolina crab cake, are you? A hundred percent. Oh, come Something, on. Listen, come on, man. Listen, the South you know Carolina what? You make no suits. You don't know crab cake. You're talking <laughs> a, a South Carolina crab cake. I am Geechee. All we eat is seafood. And the South Carolina blue crab is the most saltiest, tastiest crab that I've ever had in my life. When I moved to Maryland, and I'm probably going to uh, get my Maryland flag pulled uh, as soon as I'm done with this. But everyone's like, you got to try the crab cake. You got to try the mambo sauce. You got to try the crab cake. Tried the crab cake, and it was all breaded. And, you know, I was like, where's the crab meat here? <laughs> And maybe I went to the wrong place. Yeah, you went to the wrong place. <laughs> Leon's head is going to explode. Come on, man. You don't know. You even called it blue crab. Nobody calls it blue crab. It's just crab. Nobody says blue crab. South Carolina blue crab, and it makes the best crab. And I will live and die by that. So best crabs. Okay, 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 okay. We're, we're, we're planning a gathering, and you're invited. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, December 30th. All right. Go into your system or whatever to get your time off. Yep. Friday, December 30th. We're having a racquetball event at my racquetball place. Miranda is gonna gonna come up and play racquetball. Our producer Kelly is gonna be there. Nice. Our other producer, Oren, is gonna figure out how to get there from Texas. You come too. Uh, we're going to do two things that day. We're going to play racquetball. Then we're going to go. We'll go around town. We'll test crab <laughs> at three places. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Let's do it. Let's and while you're here, bring your tape measure and hook me up. Hook give me, give me a nice suit. Consider it done. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. So before I let you go, may I please ask one last question? And that is, what would you go back and tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, my 20-year-old self. I would probably go back and tell my 20-year-old self to stay the course. Um, because, you know, sometimes when you're in a storm, you really don't see the benefits that you will receive later in life. I remember working for some tough GM, some tough DOSs who pushed me, pushed me and almost pushed me off the ledge. But they were grooming me and teaching me to be better. And now I look back and I use all those tips, tools and tricks that they taught me. So I would tell myself to stay the course. It's going to be OK. Stay focused on what's in front of you and continue to be a blessing to others. I think uh, all of those things combined really, really, really makes me who I am now. And I wouldn't change one thing, good or bad. So I would tell myself to just stay the course. That's excellent. Thank you so much. Yes. And I would also tell myself that the Dallas Cowboys wasn't going to the Super Bowl <laughs> the past 10 years. And I would try to change that. But that's it. Wow. <laughs> You're a Cowboy fan living near D.C.? I am. I am. But there's a lot of us. There's a big squad here. 
So <laughs> learning a lot about you. You don't know crabs and you don't know football. Other than that, you're an okay guy. Other than that, you're all right. <laughs> Thanks, Leon. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, David. It's been an enjoyable conversation. Thank you for sharing so much about you, about your about your career. Um, and about every, all about you. I mean, your your clothing line, your clothing business. Thank you so much. This has been a great, great conversation. Thanks for spending time with us. And everybody so go buy the book. Yes, yes, go buy the book, The Power of yes. a Suit. Power. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell me the name of it again. I want everybody it, to hear it. It's The Power of a Suit. It's available on Amazon, or you can uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn, and I'll make sure you get a copy. All right, great, great. Thank you, thank you. And let's continue the crab theme just for one second. I see we, we had a comment up there from... Arlene Lemus, I think, that talked about uh, nothing like a bushel of crabs and a few. Be oh yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, now, now we're rocking. <laughs> All right, David, thank you so much for for being with us. Thanks, Leon. Thanks, Miranda. Thank Bye. you, <laughs> Miranda. Great show, huh? Yes, yes. Yeah, outstanding, outstanding show, folks. You just watched an episode of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm Leon Thomas with. Our host, Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. Let's take it back to our studio host, Oren Stewart. Hey, Oren. How are you all doing? Such a great show. Another great episode as usual. Mr. President, sounds <laughs> like we have to vote for you one day, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, great episode once again, as always, here at Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I am your studio host, Oren Stewart. Please continue to join us each week. Take care.